Hello and welcome to the Just Keep Thriving podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Agresta. This podcast was created to empower beautiful humans just like you to embrace their power, expand to new heights, and truly feel like they are thriving. My goal is to provide you with actionable tips, empowering tools, and so much more to attract and create a life that you are completely obsessed with. In this podcast, we're going to cover topics including manifestation, self-love and acceptance, health, spirituality, living a life of passion, having more money, attracting more money, being fully expressed, and so much more. I am beyond excited to have you here, so let's get started. Good morning, beautiful humans, or whatever time of the day you are listening to this. Welcome back to the Just Keep Thriving podcast. I am beyond excited to have you here. If you are somewhat new here or new, welcome, welcome, welcome. And if you've been listening to me for a while, I am so fucking happy to still have you. Um, Thank you for coming on this journey with me as I share about life, as I share about business and health. Um, My name is Johnny Marie Agresta. I currently reside in Austin, Texas, and I have been a coach, a health practitioner, um, and helping people build businesses as well as my own business for over 12 years at this point. And I have a lot of wisdom and I have a lot of knowledge and I'm not shameful to celebrate that. I think we should all be celebrating ourselves and talking about our epicness and really owning the experiences that we've had and all that we've learned and and what we are here to do. And my mission is to truly help the world thrive, help them thrive, help everybody thrive in their health, in their business, and in their life. And so that's what this podcast is about. Um, It used to just be a business coaching podcast, but as of 2021, my brand has really expanded into being more of a life coaching brand and a lifestyle brand. And so you'll hear me talk about topics such as spirituality, such as health, nutritional science, listening to your intuition around food, exercise, just everything in our lives. And so today's topic is all about how to confidently show up for yourself. And one of my best podcasts that I have ever recorded in terms of like the amount of listens that I've had, that's what I mean by best, um, is... I think my third or fourth one, which is how to show up more confidently in your business. And I know confidence is a big, big, big thing that we struggle with. We struggle to feel good in our bodies. We struggle to feel good in our lives. We struggle to feel confident in achieving goals that we want or just confident in relationships, confident in sex, like all of these things. And so the podcast, if you want specifically around business, go and listen to, I think it's number three or four. Um, But also showing up confidently in your business, showing up confidently in your health, in the gym, it all comes down to the same concepts. And I have five, I think it's five, yeah, cool, five things that I've written, written down here that are going to guide today's podcast to help you really uncover where you are lacking confidence, why, and how to shift it. Now, this is something that I work deeply on with my clients Um, And yeah, I have a lot of knowledge and wisdom in this area. And so a little backstory about my confidence and and, um, how I became so confident in myself. And I think this is a big, big thing that I've always worked on. And it wasn't always like this. I wasn't always confident in talking about how epic I am. I wasn't always confident in um, sharing my wins or even acknowledging them. I wasn't always confident in building a business. I wasn't always confident in my body. Um, And if you follow me on Instagram, you know I show up like half naked a lot or I'll cover certain body parts, obviously, because I wouldn't show that on Instagram or to anybody else (laughs) besides my husband. Um, And I think that it's easy to think that it's always been easy for me. And it hasn't. And that's what I want to share here because a lot of people are attracted to my level of confidence. And a lot of people who are attracted to my confidence end up working with me um, as, you know, in business, as a client for health, whatever it is. And they, they want that same confidence. So that's why I cultivated this. And that's why it's a big thing that I talk about. So just know that it hasn't always been easy for me. Um, most of my childhood and like early adulthood, 
and up to like maybe age 26, 25, something like that, um, right before I started my business, I just always used to struggle with feeling good. I would always struggle with feeling confident. I would always worry about what other people said. I would always um, worry about what other people thought of me. Worry about, did I do this right? Did I hurt this person? Can I even do this? Like, okay, cool, I've succeeded in this, but look at all the things I suck at. And I was just stuck in this pattern of giving power to the wrong things instead of celebrating the things that I actually feel confident with or feel proud of or feel grateful for, right? There's always a long laundry list of things that like we haven't done yet or places we feel like we failed or things that didn't go right or places we feel like we fucked up and all of these things. And then there's also this long laundry list of all the things that we've done that are fucking epic, right? And I'm not saying to ignore the laundry list of things that you feel negative about. However, we always have a, cho- a choice to give power to the things that we do feel epic with, right? And we always do have the power to stop comparing ourselves to other people. We always do have the power to stop comparing ourselves to this abstract, ideal version of ourselves that we think we should have been in order to be good enough. Because the reality is, is that we are good enough the way that we are. The reality is, is that we can't even possibly fuck it up, that everything in our life happens for a reason, that we are constantly being guided, that we are constantly going in the right direction. And as long as we keep going and we keep learning and we keep staying the path that we currently see, We will get to where we want. So whether you have health goals, whether you have life goals, you have business goals, whatever it is, it's hard to see the whole path to get to where we are, we want to go. And the only way you see that whole path is after you've gone that path. So don't expect to see the whole path before you're there. Like give give up the idea that you have to see every step and that you have to see the path and you have to know how it's going to work out. Just get clear on what you actually want and keep going right? And the minute that we can surrender to this idea that we don't really know the how, that we get to surrender the idea that we have to see every step perfectly and that we can't have any struggles along the way, or if we're struggling, that means we're not getting there and ah, and all this pressure we place on ourselves. Like the minute we can surrender that idea and surrender to this idea of trust and listening and uh, just always being guided by whatever higher being or thing that you believe in whether it's the universe or whether it's a certain religion and that type of a god or a different type of a god or gods whatever it is that you believe in um we are being guided right and the 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 how of how the thing is going to happen is not up to us so release that get clear on the what get clear on what the goal is right and then the work to do is to believe that you are good enough the work to do is to clear any limiting thought that you're fucking it up The work to do to get to where you want to go is to continue showing up as you and it's going to be messy and it's going to look like it's not working and that's okay because one day you're like, holy fuck, how did that even work, right? And the way that I like to really find evidence in this is I like to go back into my past, whether it's in business or health or life or a place that I live in or whatever, and I like to look at how did I get here, right? Was this something that I actually wanted years ago? And if it was, how did I get here? Did I foresee that happening? Right? The answer is usually like, no, I didn't foresee that happening. Right? Even if I take me where I currently live right now in Austin, I always knew I didn't want to live in New York. I didn't, I always thought I kind of wanted to live in California, which I may live there eventually. I've lived in Colorado a bunch. I've lived in Austin for over two years. And I knew that I didn't want to live in New York or like the Northeast, but I didn't know exactly everything else. I knew the vibe that I wanted. I knew all of these things. And so I didn't foresee the fact that I was going to be able to travel and move wherever I wanted, however I wanted. Like when I was younger, I just knew I didn't want to live in New York. I thought I was going to have to pick another place and like settle down there and get a job there. And then now I own a business and I get to work from wherever I want, (laughs) right? And I get to travel as often as I want. So I actually don't have to pick a place, right? So like the stress of like, where am I going to live? It doesn't need to be there because I get to actually move and travel as often and as quickly as I desire, right? And I could never have foreseen that happening, but that was a desire of mine. 
just to not live in the Northeast, but I didn't really know to like pick a different place. I didn't really have a specific other place in mind, right? So it's like, how can we surrender, right? And then the path is going to unfold for us. And that path looks windy. The path looks like you're fucking, uh, you know, on the wrong side of the fucking road going backwards. Like, <laughs> it's okay, okay? So let's work through the five things that I work through in order to make me a more confident human in wherever I am going in life. So the first thing and the most important thing is realize your power. Like realize the power that you have in cultivating the reality that you want. Realize the power you have in the fact that you can manifest anything that you want and you can cultivate and create anything that you actually do want. So that's first. You have to understand your power. You have to realize that that power is innate in you. It's not something somebody gives you. It's not something that um, you get. It's something that you already have. We are all born with the power. And truthfully, the sooner that you realize this, the sooner that you embrace the power that you have, And as soon as you stop feeding into the idea that you don't have power in your life, you get way, way, way further, way quicker. I'll give some examples. So um, let's use health. I've worked with thousands upon thousands of health clients. And the difference between what makes people successful in reaching whatever goal they have, whether it's to... Uh, lower lab values or change lab values or uh, lose weight or build muscle, get to a certain goal, is that people who succeed truly believe that as they keep going and as they keep learning, they can change anything that they want. And people who struggle to succeed who give up, aka they don't succeed. I think the only way that we don't succeed is if we give up. So the people who don't succeed are the ones who give up. And they give up because they feed into this, they feed into their excuses. And we all have excuses. And I don't think excuses are a bad thing. I think excuses are, um, paint a picture of what we are giving power to or who we are giving power to, right? For example, time. Time is one of the biggest things that prevents us from succeeding, right? Especially in terms of working out. And so um, people prioritize different things in their life, right? And how many times clients have canceled on me, how many times clients have uh, not renewed, even though they were loving like working out and stuff like that. So they were giving power to time. And they said, well, I just don't have any more time, so I can't continue. Right, so time is an excuse, right? When you give time more power than your willpower, you end up not succeeding because now you are avoiding doing the things in your life or in your health or in your business because you're giving power to something else versus like, hey, how can I make the time? Right? We all have enough time to do everything. I guarantee fucking tea it. There's tons of people with busy ass schedules who work out every single day. We are all busy as fuck, right? And it's this abstract idea that other people are less busy or our perception of the fact that other people are less busy who do this or who have this or who don't have kids, right? We're all busy in our own unique ways. And so the minute that you stop giving power to that like comparison of your time versus other time, other people's time or time itself is the minute that you take your power back and that you see, cool, well, what's underlying that time? Maybe I just don't desire to do this right now. Maybe I'm feeling really shitty about my situation, right? I'll give another example, and this will be the last one I give. Um, Clients who have a medical condition. Medical conditions are a real thing. I'm not not giving power to them and not acknowledging them. However, your medical condition only holds as much power or your genetics or... um, whatever it is, the medications you're taking that may have negative side effects for your health or weight or whatever it is, or metabolism, um, it, it only holds as much power as you give it, right? I always use the example of having a thyroid uh, issue, right? Um, I've 
coached and trained and worked on nutrition with tons of clients who have hypothyroidism. And I've helped tons of clients who have hypothyroidism lose weight and increase their metabolism and work on different aspects of their life that made them healthier and made their hormones more balanced and things like that. And then I've worked with a ton of clients whose who's, uh, hypothyroidism was under control and still gave massive power to it and said, well, I can't lose weight because of this. However, when we looked deeper into their habits, deeper into their mindset, deeper in, into how they were actually treating their body and what they believed they could do, they didn't believe they could actually succeed. They, they weren't actually trying. They were giving so much power to this hypothyroidism that they just gave power to it versus actually seeing what power they held. Right now, I do believe that everybody has a certain weight that our body likes to be at. I do believe that weight loss can be easier for other people. I do believe that muscle gaining can be easier for other people. And certainly medical conditions can contribute to that. But nothing makes anything impossible unless you deem it impossible. Nothing makes anything impossible unless in your mind you make it impossible. Right? So you can always get to your goal. It depends on what you are giving power to. If you are giving power to yourself or the excuses and the things that you are doing around you or the external circumstances, right? So first off, realize your power. You can create everything in your life that you desire. It might be hard. This is, and you might be, um, and other people might be more privileged in a lot of different ways or have a, an easier time doing something, but that doesn't mean you can't. That doesn't mean you can't overcome the obstacles that are in your way, right? So make sure you understand that concept, okay? It's super, super, super important. Number two, look at where in your life you are projecting. And if you are not uh, familiar with the concept of projections, I highly recommend to... um, yeah, to, to listen, to learn, and do more work around this because everything in the world is a mirror. Every relationship we have is a mirror. Every struggle that we have mirrors back to us what we are struggling with internally, right? For example, if you have this feeling um, or belief that people don't like you for whatever reason, then number one, you will seek out every single reason why people don't like you and all of the evidence of the people don't, that don't like you versus the people that do, right? So you're automatically giving power to the wrong things that are only going to heighten the, the fear or the negativeness that you feel within your body around people disliking you. Number two, my question to you is, do you like yourself? Do you accept yourself, right? Do you love yourself, Do you feel like you are sexy if you feel like other people don't find you sexy? Do you feel like you are funny if other people don't find you funny, right? And typically we just say, well, people just don't like me. Cool. Well, do you like yourself? Our mind is filled with this plate, with these thoughts of all the reasons why we suck ass in life. (laughs) I don't know about you, but that's very common for me. And that was the way that I grew up. Um, I grew up in a place of just everybody comparing each other, everybody not being happy with themselves, everybody talking shit about everybody else, all of these things. And it really, it it took a lot for me to overcome this idea that, um, you know, the world didn't need to be that way and actually create a different reality for me where I felt positive, where I felt happy, happy, where I didn't talk badly about people, where I didn't entertain other people uh, talking badly about other people. Right? And that's hard to undo when it's been your conditioning and that's okay. But if you look internally, every time you feel something negative about somebody else or something negative about your business or something negative about your health, look internally and say, how am I treating that thing? Right? If you feel bad about your weight and you've been trying for so long and you're just like, ah, what is going on? Look internally. How are you feeling about what you are trying? How are you feeling about how you are showing up for yourself, right? That's giving yourself back the power that you need to show up more confidently, to be happier, to get to your goal quicker, right? And it's giving yourself power, right? An example of where I've been doing this in my life um, is in my relationship. 
as you guys may know, my husband and I have uh, had separated for about two months. And we were still together, but like just not living together and taking space for ourselves. And currently we're living in different locations in Austin, Texas. And um, a place that I've been really looking is like, why do I find these flaws in him? Right? I feel like he's messy, which like he is. I feel like he <laughs> he doesn't take responsibility for things. He doesn't show up in these certain areas. All of these things. And I'm just like, cool. Well, he like realistically isn't doing like, you know, I can find the evidence that he's not doing those things as evidenced by like me walking into my bathroom this morning after he slept over and there was like laundry on the floor that he just walked out. <laughs> he just walked out of, <laughs> walked out of his pants, left his boxes on the floor, all the things. So I guess he's dirty, but it's like, why am I finding a problem with this? Right? We find things wrong in other people that we actually feel are wrong within ourselves or we desire to shift within ourselves and it's easier to project that onto other people. It's easier to say, wow, he's so fucking messy versus looking at where am I messy. Right? And then it's also real that you know he is messy. Cool. So by you shifting something within yourself, number one, you no longer give power to a negative situation. I no longer need to shit on the fact that he left his clothing on the floor. Right? And then I also give him space to shift within himself because he's going to see me shift, right? And I'm his mirror, right? So when we think of the world in this way and we look at our projections and we look at how we are feeling about situations and where we're finding fault in other people or other scenarios, we get to literally take our power back and say, cool, what am I feeling about this? How do I handle this situation, Right? And I think that's one of the most powerful things that we can do. So in showing up confidently for yourself, you have to look at the way you're feeling about all the things that you are not feeling confident or happy with. And we have to stop giving this abstract idea that, or, abs- or this power to these abstract ideas that everything's wrong with everybody else in the world. <laughs> but we're perfect, even though we know we're not. Like we are perfect the way that we are. We aren't fucking it up. It's just we do have flaws, right? This idea of perfection needs to shift in the world right? Our perfection includes the shadow side of us. Our perfection includes the places where we manipulate, the places where we um, keep repeating patterns that aren't serving us, the places where we blame everybody else, even though it's our fault, right? The places where we're not taking self-responsibility, that perfection includes us. Having both the light and the like positiveness around us and the dark side of us is what makes us whole, right? You can't have one without the other. The book that I'm reading right now is called The Shadow Side? Shadow Side? I think so. No, maybe that was the movie. I don't know, whatever it is. Um, And I totally forgot the author, which is quite unhelpful. Um, But it talks about the idea of, I think it's uh, the Batman movies. I never watched it, so I'm probably going to fuck this up. But the reference that it gave was like Batman and Robin is the other one. Oh my goodness, this is awful. Whoever is the villain and whoever is the hero, we're going to go with that explanation. And it's just like at the end, the villain didn't want to kill the hero because he's like, without you, I'm not whole. And that's what it means, right? We can't have dark without light. We can't have light without dark and both make us whole and both make us perfect, right? And then we get to continuously learn and become nicer to ourselves and become better humans and fulfill our mission on this earth and all those things. But we can't do that if we don't feel powerful and if we are not really confronting our own projections. So number three in terms of showing up more confidently in your life is I would recommend, and I do this to myself and this is how I coach people, is connect with your intuition and follow those gut decisions and what feels right. And I know my human design, if you're familiar with human design, really leans towards this idea. And other people's like need some more time to process and don't react based off of their gut decision and stuff like that. But I truly believe that all of us have connection to our intuition and our intuition is always 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 right regardless of your own human design and so I think it's really important to stop looking for answers outside of yourself stop looking for the right decision outside of yourself calling 35,000 people weighing the pros and cons 73 billion times before making the decision and I truly believe that we always know what is right 
to do, whether it is starting your own business, whether it is starting a new workout, whether it is leaving a relationship, shifting a relationship, all like all the things, moving to a different place. Like we always know what's right and what we truly desire. And when we can trust that that feeling and when we can trust our desires, we get to where we want more confidently. Because if you ask 75 people for their like uh, opinion, you're gonna get 76 different answers. <laughs> That's what I always like to say in the health industry. You know, people would always come to me as a personal trainer. They're like, but my last personal trainer told me this. And I'm like, cool, well, I'm telling you this. And they're like, but then he said that that was wrong. I'm like, cool, well, it's either you're gonna listen to me or you're not. Like, I don't know what to tell you. You know, I can argue my side and I'm sure that other person argued their side, right? And so everybody has their own perspective and interpretation of things. Yours is the only one that matters for your life, right? And this is where I think therapy can either be really phenomenal or really awful. And I've never specifically gone to a therapist, but I've worked with a lot of clients who have, I've worked with spiritual coaches and my spiritual coach doesn't tell me what to do. She will never tell me what to do. She always guides me, guides me through a process where I get to make the decision for myself. She might see that like, hey, I see this pattern happening in her or hey, I see where she's blocking herself here or she's projecting here, right? And I learn the concepts and I reflect and I do the inner work and I spend time with myself to learn that. Whereas uh, I'm not saying all therapists do this, but where some therapists or even coaches will just be like, hey, do this and don't do that. Or like, hey, you were right in this situation, so go do that, right? Or say this to the person or do this, right? It's not giving any power to the client. And it's really important that who you surround yourself with are people who are truly supportive of what you want and guiding you to the right decision and just listening to you. And even if you change your mind 73,000 times, you are allowed to right? Stop asking everybody else what you should do and stop looking for that confirmation in what you should do. You are the only person who can feel um, into what you need to do and what's best for you. And when you act in life based off of this, you feel more confident because you fully get your own energy behind your decisions, right? It's like in business. If you are in business or maybe you work for other people, whatever it is, pricing, right? If you ask 73 people what price they would pay for your program, you get 74 different answers. If you decide, well, what do I need to show up? What do I want to get paid for it? You can feel really secure with it. Is it going to turn people away? Yes. But any price point you chose was going to turn people away. So your goal is to get, get your own energy behind your decisions. I'll give an example around working out. Lots of examples because as you know, we are, my brand is shifting. And so it's really important for me to invite people who are on a health journey as well as people who are on a business journey into both, um, into my podcast and my content. So you'll be, you'll be hearing a lot of comparisons and I coach the same on both health and business at this point, different strategies, obviously, but same concepts. But it's like in terms of health, you ask somebody who goes to Orange Theory, you ask somebody who goes to bar class, you ask somebody who goes to yoga, you ask somebody who runs all the time, you ask somebody who walks, you ask somebody who weight lifts, they're all going to say, even if they are experts in their field, they're all going to say why one is better than the other. Only your body knows what it needs. Yes, scientifically, like building muscle requires you to do certain things, um, put a certain amount of strain. Yes, um, increasing your aerobic capacity and the capacity of your lungs to uptake oxygen and deliver uh, oxygen to your muscles and your tissue. Like that's a specified thing, but you can get those results doing a lot of different things. And unless you have a desire to specifically bodybuild or specifically run a marathon or specific, like have a very specific goal, you can actually choose whatever you want. If you don't have one of those goals, you can choose whatever modalities you like and you can switch those modalities all the fucking time. I remember when I was a really, really heavy weightlifter and all I would do was lift heavy weights. I wouldn't do any cardio, maybe like walking for 20 minutes maximum and that was it. And like I was really strong and my body was really lean and my muscles were really big and I loved it. And there came a point where that just no longer served me anymore. Now I don't like work out like that anymore. I go to Orange Theory. I do lift heavier there. I wouldn't say heavy, but heavier. Um, I run a lot. 
I love running. I love walking. And like right now, just going to the gym is not serving me. So like, do my muscles look smaller? Yes. Do I look less lean? Yes. Is that all 100% due to the fact that I stopped weightlifting five days a week? Absolutely not. There's a lot of factors that go into it, right? But you get to be guided by your own body. And when you, when you do that and when you listen to it, you show up more confident. And it's like, cool, I still love my body. I can still show up confidently when I wear certain things. I can show up confidently to the gym because I know that this was something that I truly wanted to do. You can only be confident in something that you actually truly wanted to do. But if you're listening to other people about how you should do things or where it's necessary for you or what the best way is to do this and it doesn't truthfully come from you and your own mind and your own body and your own decision, you're not going to feel as confident showing up in it. Right? And sometimes we can't force ourselves to make a decision to do something just because it's the you know, best way to get to our goal. Sometimes like you need to you know, listen to yourself. And I always recommend that because then eventually you get to the place where you need to be. Cool. Lots of rants there. We got two more. Um, four. I love this question. It's ask yourself, where are you holding yourself back? Right? So when you are not feeling confident, when you are struggling when you are, um, yeah, let's just use those two examples. I love to always ask myself and I always ask my clients, where am I holding myself back? This could be in a self, in the amount of self-belief you have, the amount that you truly believe you can actually get to the goal that you want. This can be, um, not showing up in certain areas and we'll get to that in a minute, but you know, this could be procrastinating. This could be, um, projecting, this could be um, shitting on yourself and feeling really crappy about your circumstances and sh- be feeling shameful, right? It could be so many different things. And so when you get real with yourself and you say, where am I holding myself back? Not like what sucks in this scenario. You can do work around that, but ultimately the, all the things that suck lead to where are you holding yourself back, right? Where are you believing, where are you giving power to? Right? And when you can wholeheartedly answer this question and you can wholeheartedly ask yourself and be real with yourself, you will learn lessons and therefore you will get to the answer and the solution way fucking quicker. Right? I'll give you an example. Um, in terms of, uh, let's, let's use working out first. So working out, I had always wanted to be a runner. I'd always admired people who can just get up and go for a run. And I like felt this pull from a very young age. <sighs> I had a best friend and her mom was a big runner. And I, every morning, like she would go out for a run and she would come back all sweaty and feeling good and eating and just like she always looked like energized and all this stuff. And I was like, ah, I want that. And so I constantly felt this pull and I just didn't actually start. I never. I didn't start actually running until I started Orange Theory two, three years ago, something like that. And before that, the reason why was because I was so scared that I was going to suck at it. I was scared to start something new. I was scared because I was quote unquote in shape um, in terms of like weightlifting and leanness and being able to do pull-ups and stuff like that. But I was so scared to suck at something else and say like, hey, I really don't know how to do this. You know, I was scared of how my body was going to react. I was scared of the unknown. And so it sounds silly because it's just fucking running, but like it was that big to me, right? It was that big of a block to me. And this can also happen in business. This could also happen in relationships, right? It's like, where are you holding yourself back? Cool. I'm scared of this. Fear is a real thing. Fear holds us back all the time. Fear is the number one reason why we always feel held back in a certain way. And so just getting real with yourself and accepting that like, hey, I'm scared of this or hey, I feel really shitty about this, you know, and that shitty feeling is holding me back from doing this, right? And just acknowledging it rather than pushing it down gives a voice to that part of yourself that is scared, gives a voice to the part of yourself that feels shitty about the situation or whatever it is. And when you give, and when you give a voice to that, it no longer stays within your body, Right? Because what we resist expands. And so if you're just resisting the feeling, the feeling's still going to be there. It's actually going to expand until you listen to it. And then you let it out and you release it and you cry it out and you acknowledge it and you talk it out with yourself or somebody else who you trust. 
And then things get better because it's no longer being expanded within your subconscious. It's no longer being expanded. It's like if you're an entrepreneur and you are feeling shitty about your content, but yet you want more followers or you want more clients. It's just like you're feeling shitty, but you're saying, no, I'm putting the content out. No, I'm putting the content out. No, I'm putting the content out. I should be getting more clients. But secretly, you actually don't feel good about your content. So your subconscious knows that it's only expanding that belief that you have that your content is shitty. And so you have to acknowledge the fact that you feel like your content is shitty and work through whatever feels shitty about it. Either get help with it. I have courses for that. If you're an entrepreneur wanting to work on content, um, we can talk about it. DM me at Johnny underscore Agresta and I can let you know what I think might be best for you. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's ways to work around that or you can do it with yourself or your coach, whatever it is, but just don't keep the feeling in, right? I've worked with so many entrepreneurs who don't feel confident about what they're putting out there or don't feel confident about their skills. So even though they're putting themselves out there, even though they're doing the masterclasses, even though they're putting the content out there and they're pitching and they're trying to sell with their audience and they're trying to engage and check off all the boxes, secretly they're scared to get clients. Secretly they're wondering what do other people think about my content? They don't feel confident in putting it out there, right? And so again, what you resist expands. And if you're resisting something and it's a fucking expanding, that's what's going to create your reality, right? So you have to acknowledge those feelings, right? So ask yourself, where are you holding yourself back? And then the last thing is the part that I really love to talk about, which is look at your habits. And this is, it's such a basic concept. It's such a... I'm like, well, duh, if I want to change something, I want to feel more confident or I want this, I want that. I have to look at my life and I have to look at how I'm showing up and all this stuff. But taking responsibility for things becomes really challenging when <laughs> when we have to look at things that we don't like about ourselves or habits that we're shameful of. Right. And it's like if we can just look at the habits objectively and not make them mean anything, not shit on ourselves for them, not make it mean that we suck, not make it mean like we're not going to succeed. Like, then we can just look at the habits and be like, cool, what am I doing? Cool, what do I need to do? You know, and we're, we're all taught to be in this place of like, you suckness. <laughs> you know, the idea that you suck. And your habits don't mean that you suck. You can't possibly suck. <laughs> Things might suck around you, but you don't suck as a human. Even the parts of you that might not be so good to yourself, even the parts of yourself that might not be good to other people. It's okay. You are human. It's part. It's part of being a human. It's fine. Right? So I like to just write out my, um, my habits very objectively. Right? And when I ask myself what is holding myself back, where am I holding myself back? I had to look at my habits. The number one thing, and I wrote it down here too, I wrote a few different habits to really look at, is spending time on my phone. Oh my goodness. Spending time on our phone. Like, it, don't get me wrong. Social media is amazing. Our phones are amazing. It connects us to the rest of the world, all that stuff. But if that's our main source of connection, if that's our main way of talking to people and making friends, we we have to step away from the phone people. Oh my goodness. And iPhone, I'm sure Android has this too. If people have Androids, I don't know why you don't have an iPhone, but that's fine. You can do you. (laughs) Um, but it, it tells you how many hours a day you spend on each app. It tells you how many hours you spend total on the phone, how long the screen time is. And it's like a lot of times mine could be up there like seven hours a day, eight hours a day, And I'm just like, whoa, even with like listening to Spotify, even with having my GPS on, whether it's an hour a day, if I'm driving somewhere or whatever it is, um, you know, like even with working, even with my life being on social media, like that's a long fucking time. That's somebody sitting in front of their screen or being reliant on their screen for eight fucking hours. That's a whole job for somebody, right? And again, I do work on my phone, but of course there's ways to lessen it right? So it's like, how can you just audit your habits from a very objective standpoint? How does seeing that number of hours that you spend on your phone actually make you feel? 
right? And I have some hacks for this that have helped me lessen it. I haven't checked my average screen report in a while, but um, I keep my phone in the other room in the evening. So after like 8 or 9 p.m., I typically go into bed. Yes, I'm an old fart. It is what it is. And um, I read. Um, I meditate. Um, I put face masks on. I put candles. I go into the bath, whatever I do. And I leave my. I have to leave my phone outside of the room. If I don't leave my phone outside of the room, I end up on it, right? And then in the morning, as much as I don't want to, it becomes the first thing that I pick up. But if it's not there, like, you bet your ass I'm not getting up to go and get my phone and then walk back to bed. Like, that's not happening, <laughs> right? So find a way to keep your phone away from you for parts of the day. My mother-in-law is actually really good at this. She's just not a social media person, not attached to her phone, but she uses her phone to like text and call people a lot. And she doesn't use the internet or anything for the most part on her phone. And so she, um, she will keep her phone off after like 8 or 9 p.m. whenever she's like winding down and then she won't open it until 9 a.m. the next day. Now, a lot of us don't have that, you know, ability. Maybe you're reliant on it for a different reason or your family doesn't live with you or whatever the thing is. But like you can cultivate a scenario around that, right? Even alarm clocks, but I use it to wake up. Cool. Well, will you not hear it if it's in the other room? Can you not get a $5 fucking alarm clock? Like, of course you can, right? So Make it work for you, but leaving your phone in another room is one of the best ways to not just continuously pick it up, right? Another thing that I've really noticed around phone usage is that when I'm feeling uncomfortable, even if I'm doing my morning routine and I'm journaling or I'm learning something about myself, um, or I'm in the middle of a conversation with somebody and like I'm feeling uncomfortable, I will go onto my phone and distract myself. <laughs> so... Pay attention to your habits, pay attention to how it's making you feel, and distraction is never a good answer to feeling more confident. It's a temporary fix, but that feeling of lack of confidence or feeling of sadness or discomfort is only going to expand within. Um, two other places that I will ask you to look around your habits and that I love looking at. Um, the next one is nourishment. So... I consider nourishment as things I nourish my mind with, things I nourish my body with, and ways that I move my body. Um, conversations I have, like anything that I'm intaking. Also, um, TV watching or, you know, phone usage, anything that I'm literally intaking, who I'm surrounding myself with, what I'm feeding myself, how I'm working out, what, what the energy is when I am working out. Also, my house. That I consider that nourishment. Is it clean? Is are things put away? Do I have good smells in my house? Right? How do I feel about it? Because your environment is nourishing. So anything within your environment can be nourishing or like not so nourishing or nourishing in a not so good way, right? So I want you to write out all of the places where you do nourish yourself and notice what you are intaking, whether it's in your mind or conversations or whatever and switch all of those things to make it really nourishing to you if you had the most nourishing support system most nourishing foods available to you most nourishing ways of working out most nourishing conversations most nourishing thoughts in your mind what would that look like and really honing in on cultivating an environment that nourishes you in a really positive way not like toxic positivity where you don't acknowledge any shit or, you know, stuff like that, but focusing on making sure that you have all of the other ducks in a row, if that makes sense, right? So therefore, you can have space for yourself. So therefore, you're not constantly overworked. So therefore, you're not constantly worrying about how dirty everything is and whatever else can go through your mind, right? We have to create an environment for ourselves that is nourishing, and that's up to you, I don't care if you live with your parents or you live with your children or you live with your husband or, you know, you lack the funds to, you know, buy candles or whatever it is. Find a way to do the things that you want. There's always a way. There's always a way to have the things that you want. And then the last thing is having space for yourself. So this is one of the habits that I have really worked on with my spiritual coach over the past year and a half. And having space for myself... Aside from, uh, you know, TV watching or being with other people or being with my husband, um, just having do nothing time. And you guys have heard me a lot uh, talking about this on the podcast, but like 
time when I just stare, (laughs) stare into space, time when I'm walking and I'm in nature or wherever I am, if I'm in the city and I'm not listening to music, right? Time when I'm not intaking anything or I don't have a goal to do anything, even if it's five minutes, even if it's 10 minutes, right? And I'll do a whole nother podcast on different types of meditations I do, but one of the best recommendations I can give you is to meditate. Meditate and meditate more. (laughs) Um, I have been doing it basically almost every day. I have missed a handful of um, days, truthfully, over the past two and a half years or so since I have started meditating, maybe a little bit more. Um, And I started with the Headspace app, and it starts off with five minutes. You can get a free free trial, and um, I think it's a 14-day free trial. And it just it's a really good fucking app, and it just guides you through visualizations and the ways to calm yourself down. They have different uh, meditations for anxiety and whatever else you're feeling. And I started with that. I started with five minutes, and it was the hardest thing in the world. And then I went up to 10 minutes. Like, you could change the length of time. And then I started doing manifestation meditations. And then I started doing visualization meditations of my desires and stuff like that. And then now I basically, um, I just recently started this, started doing three sets of 20 minutes of meditation, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, one in the evening. Um, And recently meaning like literally the past few days. And doing more than 20 or 30 minutes of meditation that is unguided is very difficult for me. But if it's guided, it is. But I have a goal of just not doing anything during a meditation. And that's really my do nothing time, my taking space for myself time of just like my intention is to sit. I notice thoughts that come in and out. I identify them as thoughts and say, cool. I focus on my breath and that's really it. And then throughout the day, sometimes maybe five or 10 minutes out of the meditation, I'll do visualizations and manifestations and stuff like that. But for the most part, I do it just to be. Um, In addition to that last example, I'll give and please adopt whatever you like, teach on whatever you like, whatever it is that feels good for you, make it your own. Um, I spend a lot of time in nature and a lot of time walking and I love, love, love doing that because you just pay attention to the world. It's like one of the only times in my life that I'm like, wow, trees are really fucking green, especially here in Texas. Wow, the dirt is really brown, right? Or like I'll hear noises and I'll get scared. I'm like, ah, who's coming to kill me? Because in New Yorker in me is like, oh my goodness, this is not safe <laughs> to be in the woods with no one else around you. Um, but uh, I'll notice a deer or, you know, birds or an animal. Luckily, no humans at this point. Hoping to keep it that way will not manifest that. We will manifest safety on my walks. But you know what I mean? Or the sun and, you know, just noticing different things about life that is really beautiful. Sometimes I'll go and sit near water. If you've been following me for a while, you know, that was a big thing that I used to do. Um, and find things that really light up your soul. You know, the, the vision outside of my apartment right now, the scenery, it's like just miles and miles and miles of trees. It's beautiful. And then like one little part of Austin downtown you can see from my apartment. And it's just beyond beautiful and peaceful. And I love it. And so my office faces out into this. And that was strategic. And my balcony faces off of it, right? So just spending time looking and being is really, really, really important. So develop certain habits for yourself where you can just take space for yourself. And the way that this creates confidence within you is it allows you to slow down enough to listen to what your body wants, to what your body is feeling. And it's a time when you seriously are just not distracted. You can't physically distract yourself. You don't have any distractions around you. And so it's really important to have that time because that's one of the only times where things that we have been suppressing that are causing us to not feel good about ourselves, not confident, shaming ourselves, whatever, come up. And you might cry and just allow yourself to experience the things or it might feel really good. Like it can feel all the things at the same time. It's okay, right? But taking that space for yourself is so, so, so important. And then the inverse of that is taking space to actually do what really fucking lights you up, right? And nourishing your, 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 yourself in a way that's like, cool, I'm, I'm spoiling myself in this way. One of my tarot card readers said, like, date yourself. If you took yourself on dates every single week, what would that look like, 
right? If you ask yourself, what would I love to eat for dinner tonight? Cool, I'm going to make that. Versus like, what do I have to eat for dinner? Like, do you really want to live your life in a way of what do I have to eat versus what do I want to eat? Like, do you want to look back when you're 90 years old and be like, yeah, I never ate cookies when I wanted to? Like, no. You know, like I didn't do the things that I wanted to? No. Do the things that you want to. It's fine. The money will come. The money always comes. Cool. So that are my five. Those are my five tips or statements or whatever they are of how to become (laughs) more confident and show up for yourself. And let me know if there's a specific one that really hit home for you that you will be working on. Screenshot this episode, tag me at Johnny underscore Agresta. Please also write a review if you have Apple. Um, Apple podcast, um, you can write it there. It helps my algorithm of getting my podcast seen with more people. And if you guys have any questions or want to work with me on anything, DM me. I'm here for you. I love you and I will see you in the next episode.